over Broadway. And that's that our is the slate. Hi guys, <laughs> welcome to the, the <laughs> next episode. This episode, the latest, the, the most current, the episode. M- most recent episode to hit the airwaves <laughs> of um, bits over Broadway. Hey guys, I'm Meryl K. Aaron, and I'm Connor Relier. So welcome. I've been introducing myself as just Meryl K., but then you introduce yourself as Connor Relier, and I yeah. feel like I'm trying to do this weird like madonna share thing <laughs> where you are just meryl k where i'm just meryl k and that's weird and i don't like it so. i mean it's okay but i Do, also don't like, want weirdos on the internet to know my full name right but also like live your truth but also so, like if you feel like a madonna or a share yeah. live that live and that. i mean it's mm-hmm. we just got off pride weekend so that's it true. totally fits that's true and also i desperately want to be famous so like <laughs> i want everyone to know my name uh, why do you think we have a podcast about <laughs> musical theater? We both want to be famous. And damn it, we're going to get there. Getting close. <laughs> All right. No guest this week. Yep. It's, it's just, just Meryl and I. That's right. Me and Connor and our intrepid engineer, Nick. Oh, he's giving you guys two middle fingers up. Yep. Um, that was really nice, Nick. He has turned on the audience. He has. <laughs> Well, no, this um, looks like middle uh, fingers look, to yeah, me. Yeah, no, I don't though. think those are, uh, yeah. <laughs> these signs have two fingers, Nick. Not two yeah. fingers on each hand. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> so, this week we're doing Come From Away. Yeah. Which, if you watched the Tonys, you know <clears throat> is currently running on Broadway. Yes. Um, and we also talked about it a little bit for the Tonys portion of our last episode. Mm-hmm. Which may or may not be released. I Which, haven't decided. Yeah, yet. that might be released in 2019 <laughs> yeah. after two after more Tony seasons. After two more Tonys. <laughs> after the 73rd Tonys, yes. we're going to release our commentary about the 73rd annual Tonys. <laughs> and everyone's going to be like, I don't even remember what those shows were. What are you talking about? And here's what they were. Come from away. Come from away. Dear Evan Hansen, end of list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I'm sorry. <laughs> did you say end of list? I did. And I'm not including Hello Dolly and I won't. I won't do it. I don't care about Hello Dolly. I care about Great Comet. Oh, Great Comet. That's right. We do need to do that one too. Eventually. One day. Here's the thing. There are so many musicals i was thinking the other day so i was thinking the other day i was like what are we gonna do when we run out of shows and then i started laughing yeah because i was like that's not possible like what if we cover all the movies what if we cover every single movie ever made (laughs) although i just did a raven look into the distance like a like that's so raven yeah like that's so like a bird no 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 no. quizzically cocked your head to the side i mean for something a little bit but i did a that's so raven for people who can't see us Mostly everyone who so is not everyone Nick. Everyone that's not Nick. <laughs> and the people I'm Snapchatting right hey. now. Just kidding. I don't Snapchat during the show. I'm a professional. Because <laughs> we get paid for this. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. We please, pay do. please pay us. Uh, we are so I poor. I am on Venmo, please. Hello. You can find me on Venmo and mm-hmm. PayPal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick told me that <laughs> I should probably come up with a plot summary <laughs> at the top of every episode. I'm sorry. What of, is a plot? Because apparently. <laughs> We don't stick to the chronological uh, plot of the shows. I'm sorry. I guess we quote unquote miss some parts. I'm sorry. We are artists. We know exactly what we are doing. Honestly, it's Nick. pretty rude. Um, 
basically, I feel like come from away is pretty straightforward. Yeah. I'm going to just read the description from Wikipedia because. Wow, plagiarism. Yeah. But I'm giving credit. <laughs> okay. So That's true, I guess. Don't... So please don't call the dean of whatever <laughs> of school. Podcasts. The podcast the dean. podcast dean. Mm, I don't know. Sure. That was a weird joke. Um... <laughs> No, it was a good. It was a good joke, Connor. It was a good joke. <laughs> oh my god! No, I'm just kidding. Oh. Come from away plot. Come from away plot. Here, so this is what it's about. It is set in the week following the September 11th terrorist attacks and tells the true story of what transpired when 38 planes were ordered to land unexpectedly in the small town of Gander, Newfoundland, as part of Operation Yellow Ribbon. The characters in the musical are based on, and in most cases, share the names of real Gander residents, as well as some of the 7,000 stranded travelers they housed and fed. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a pretty succinct yeah, description, absolutely. I think. Thank you, Wikipedia. I did do some research. Um, operation Yellow Ribbon mm-hmm. apparently was the operation that Canada implemented. Yes. Um, where they took in all the flights that were close to clear the airspace to clear the airspace in north america Mm -hmm. um meaning canada and the u.s Mm -hmm. because they didn't know what the next target was gonna be what was happening yeah uh which is fair yeah um i am doing i just want everyone to know i'm doing this mostly for memory uh because i didn't have my notebook today (laughs) we sort of last minute decided today that we were going to record this episode don't tell them that (laughs) no we don't look behind the curtain uh, there's not a person no no no, we knew we were gonna do come from away toto we've known that for a while (laughs) still doing this bit i'm going um Yes, and. Yes, and. (laughs) That's what I learned. Yes, and. Here's the curtain. Right. No, we knew we were going to do Come From Away for a while. Uh, Connor's. It's been on Connor's playlist repeatedly, and Mm -hmm. I love it. I've seen it twice. And, but sort of getting the record together happened sort of last minute today, which is great. I love getting together and making things happen. But I have a special certain i'm trying to sort of curate my personality into being the kind of person (laughs) who has like different mole schemes for different hello like yeah different notebooks for different things i don't want to keep it all in one notebook because then i can't keep track of stuff it's a good idea because i have my political satire mixed in with this and it's a mess (laughs) and it's gonna get weird (laughs) it's gonna get real weird in a real quick second everyone drafts in this notebook (laughs) i don't keep them in my drafts folder on my phone i why would you uh, your phone can get hacked at any time. A notebook can't get a hacked. A notebook can't get hacked. You can't hacked. let people steal your jokes. <laughs> so, so I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to do this like bullet journal thing. If you, you know, bullet uh, journals are, except uh-huh, that I'm uh-huh. incredibly unartistic. <laughs> so it's just like page after page of listed stuff. Yeah. Anyway, my point is, I didn't have the right notebook, so. I just listened to a couple songs and I'm going basically off memory. So this is another very cool episode where Connor <laughs> is more put together than I am <laughs> as in life. Uh, so I'm just issuing a formal apology now so that when you listen to this, you're not annoyed with me. I mean, you will be annoyed with me, but cut me some slack. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so come from away. The musical about 9-11. That's not really about 9-11. Right. Um, it was written by Irene Sankoff and David 
Hine. Hine, I believe. Hine. Okay. Yes. Um, directed by Christopher Ashley. Okay. It did its out of town tryouts in San Diego, Seattle, Washington, D.C., and also Canada. They mm-hmm. did a brief stint in Canada mm-hmm. and then came straight to Broadway where they opened in February 18th. Mm-hmm. And they have been continually playing since now. And as of the day after Pride, whatever day it is, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> My brain's been pickled for the past three days. Um, <laughs> uh, pickled brains. Uh, pickled brains. Mm-hmm. Uh, as of now, I haven't heard anything about a closing notice. So well, they're going to go Was up... until we're all dead. Uh, yeah. It's the new <laughs> Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, absolutely. It will outlive us all. Um, I th- it was nominated for seven Tonys yes. and ultimately came away with Best Direction <laughs> yes. of a Musical. Uh, it was my choice for Best Musical, mm-hmm. but that distinction went to Dear Evan Hansen, which um, I've heard is also great. So. Just a little bit about the direction, since they did win. Mm-hmm. Um, the director also directed Memphis and Xanadu and oh. the Rocky Horror Show Revival in 2000. Interesting. I yeah. do love Memphis. I saw that a couple years ago when it was touring in St. Louis, and I thought it was great nice yeah um really good it's good music fun for sure yeah um and i can't speak to anything about the direction of the show because i haven't seen it but from the clips that i've seen it looks like it was really well done um yeah i think that's uh so i've i've seen it twice i saw it once in march and then i saw it again in april and i'm really glad shout out to allison germinder uh Reminder Waters. She's married. I don't remember if she took that's cool. Awesome name. Doesn't matter. Anyway, shout out to her for introducing me to the um to the show because I had not Mm -hmm. heard about it or I'd just seen ads for it. And also it's a tough pitch for sure. I think to say it's a it's a 9-11 musical. And it's not, but it is. It is a 9-11 musical. Yeah. It's the 9-11 musical that's not about 9-11 yeah. at all. Many, I mean, it is let's about... Let's say 10 more times. Yeah. <laughs> 9-11 musical that's not about yeah. 9-11. It's, um, it's just really... It's a perspective, I think, that we haven't heard before, or at least sure. I had not. I think this was a documentary. It's based on maybe <clears throat> a documentary of Gander, but still... A relatively unknown story. Yeah, for or sure. S- collection of stories, I would say. Which is one of the reasons why I think it's so effective mm-hmm. is because it's taking this historical moment that everyone today, mm-hmm. essentially everyone today, unless they were born after 2001, mm-hmm. lived, has lived, lived with. through. Yeah. Lived through. And it's bringing this entirely new perspective. It's bringing in this story that a lot of people probably didn't know about. Yeah. What happened to all the planes that were in the air after the first plane hit the tower? The first time I saw the show, I think that was one of the comments that I, I was, you know, telling people, for sure, you have to see this, this show. I think it's really great. Like it sort of explores that, that aspect of things, things I didn't even think about. Which mm-hmm. is not so surprising. I was in fifth grade when, in 2001. Um, I just mean, even now. So, you know, they're talking about things like not having cell phones or mm-hmm. very few cell phones being made available. Yeah. Uh, being stuck on a plane and not having a device that can tell you what's happening inside the world or outside in the world is a hard concept 
even growing up without phones, right. like growing up without a cell phone, it's still a hard concept to think about now. Uh, and, you know, all the planes needing, needing to be out of the airspace, the airspace being cleared, right. trying to figure out what the attack was and... Not knowing if it was an accident or yeah, if it was something else. How many other targets were going to be hit, that kind right. of thing. I think it's just does a really interesting job sort of bringing to light those other um those sorts of concepts right while also managing to be funny and mm -hmm. sweet and about the characters outside <clears throat> of how they relate to september 11th for I sure i was i was taking notes as i was listening to it at my desk and crying <laughs> multiple times during the day. It was super fun. Yeah. Got many crazy looks in the office. Um, <laughs> I wrote down a small note. I just said that the story is incredibly human. I would agree. It's because it doesn't, it's not looking at the, like the way that we look at other things that about 9-11 where we watch the documentaries about the attacks. Mm -hmm. It's constantly mm -hmm. focused on this is what happened the to us as a toll. nation. This was the death toll. This is what mm -hmm. happened afterward. This is how it changed the entire world. Whereas this story sits here and says, here's this community that is so tiny. It was Gander has, I was looking um, as of, the last census, whenever that would have been in Canada, has about 9,000 people in mm -hmm. it. This is what happened to this community after their population doubled in less than 24 hours. Doubled. Yeah. Um, as a person from, as I have said many times, as a person from a small town, so I grew <laughs> up in a town with a population of about 2,400, mm -hmm. I want to say. That sort of rang true to me that... Uh, so it opens... With in Gander, basically, it's yeah. you know, another Tuesday morning. <clears throat> Kids are in school. You know, everyone's going about their business. It's very uh, Beauty and the Beast esque. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, there goes the baker with his tray, like always. That kind of right. How dare you say routine. this is the same old bread? <laughs> Fuck you, Belle. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> but it's sort of you know going through here's this small town yeah. everyone knows everyone you know the police says yeah uh and they changed it for the tony broadcast but they in did. the show he says slow the fuck down you know they stop and talk mm -hmm. they pull over on the side of the road and tell him to turn on his radio that kind of you know the aspca person is familiar with everyone the teachers mm -hmm. know everybody and every kid and i think they did a really the show does a really good job of sort of describing small town life without being overly romantic, mm -hmm. which I find happens a lot. It's my biggest issue with Garrison Keillor. <laughs> um, <laughs> Prairie Home Companion makes me want to drive a iron nail through my brain. Right. Just, <clears throat> there is nothing romantic about small towns. There right. are, Nothing that is that can't be found anywhere else. Community is everywhere. It just depends on where you're looking. But I think that this show does a really good job of explaining, of creating in a very small amount of time what it's like to live in a small, tight-knit community mm -hmm. where you do know everyone and how effective that is when that community needs to be 
put into um put to work essentially in a in a short amount of time i guess and it's it's just such a really really great way of showcasing that um one of the ideas of the show is human kindness human light Mm -hmm. in times of turmoil in times Mm -hmm. of darkness you're seeing all these people in this town come together to help people they've never met people from all around the world yeah they specifically talk about how there are people from africa there are people from germany and france Mm -hmm. and people they don't speak the same language with Mm -hmm. and they're there to help them and sit like protect these people and welcome them into their homes at a time when trusting anyone yeah any foreign entity would be Mm ill-advised just you know as more things coming are coming to light throughout the so this this takes place over a week basically yeah and as more things come to light you know it it plays with race in a couple of really interesting ways Mm -hmm. um so again it starts september 11th that morning the attacks happen and there's also happening uh there's a bus strike all the bus drivers are on strike Mm -hmm. uh for pay raise and then you know it's kind of okay we we're about to have a bunch of people here we don't know why we again people saw the attacks but didn't know right all you know is that two planes hit the towers you don't know the motivations you don't know who Mm -hmm. did it you don't know if it's an accident you don't know who's next that kind of thing and at the same time they're preparing their town so again they prepare the town for visitors right no one can deplane for like a full day yeah uh because no one knows what could be on a plane um i'm just trying to do a plot run down here no for sure i mean like <laughs> before there's we a, get into it yeah there's definitely um, i mean there's like the moment of them saying we've been on the if you count the original flight we've been on the hour for over a day yeah we've been on the plane for over a day which uh, God, i cannot can imagine, imagine? <laughs> yeah i cannot imagine being on a plane listen for... if anyone if any of you follow me on twitter you saw how terrible i was tweeting when i was stuck in fucking newark yeah and you were in an airport and i was in an airport (laughs) imagine that but on a plane plane. um so then when all the people can deplane their population (coughs) basically doubles in size they have to house all of these people Mm -hmm. they have to feed all of these people they have to communicate with all of these people and that is that proves difficult so then it kind of tracks i want to say like six or seven main characters Mm -hmm. um all of some of whom are from new york some of whom are not from Mm -hmm. anywhere that is even close to new york it's just sort of a we're here we're stuck there are people going through uh relationship issues there are people who are looking at who would miss me right if i if i was on that plane thank god i wasn't on that plane Mm -hmm. wait when can i get on a plane again so that kind that uh weird juxtaposition of I don't want to be on a plane. Mm-hmm. I desperately want to be home. And the only way to get home is on a plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, they're grounded. They don't know for how long. They don't know how long they'll be away. They don't have cell phones, most mm-hmm. people. So it's really hard for them to get into contact with people that they know. Uh, there's people talking about... Um, getting back... Uh, because Gander's sort of an island, 
yeah. in in and of itself. And there's a joke in the <coughs> show about how they like. Is there any other way? Yeah. Off of this, you know, and oh, you can take a bus. That's it. Only leaves once a day. It's about a four hour drive, and then you'll have to take a ferry, which only leaves twice a day. Right. And that ferry rides about two hours, and then you can take that another bus, and that's about a seven hour drive, and then you can take it to Niagara Falls. You know, this this insane like two days traveling sort of thing if they let you into the if they even let you into the country right. mind you you don't have your bags because none of the bags can get taken off the planes mm-hmm. they were only allowed to bring their carry-ons mm-hmm. off at the same time that uh and again more information i didn't know planes are not meant to stay in one spot planes are meant to be in the air and flying they're mm-hmm. really only supposed to be on the ground to let people off them refuel and then they're back out and so there, i mean is there's like a part of the show where they're talking they about, talk like, about that. the planes are the the tarmac is like essentially melting around the planes yeah. and the planes if they're and like the, the planes tarmac, are too heavy for the tarmac yeah. and if the planes sit the planes are essentially too heavy for themselves right if the planes sit for too long the planes start to decompose so now you're or start to disintegrate so right. now you're dealing with and these are not little planes these are 747s right these are huge international planes that have 300 or more people on mm-hmm. them and so, that are falling apart so how are we going to get them we got to get them off the tarmac so we can take so we can get on and off mm-hmm. the runway so we can take off and land and, and then also yeah and also they run into a problem so all of these things are happening you're following the stories of these people and how they interact with the um, townspeople. townspeople as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. mind you everyone should know this because blew my mind when i found out the entire cast is only 12 people yes yeah yeah, yeah. um everyone is playing multiple parts mm-hmm. no one is playing just one single role right um and all incredible no major actors costume changes. no major costume no one changes. really ever leaves the stage yeah um the biggest changes that happen are dialects uh Agreed. people will change between the Newfoundland um, dialect mm-hmm. into like a Southern dialect or a- Which is uh, crazy. Yeah. Very cool. Insane. Very cool um, Or to a like traditional American or maybe a African or um, uh, maybe English, New York like or... New York, like mm-hmm. everyone's, that's the biggest change that happens to denote character mm-hmm. change. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you're following these people's stay in Newfoundland, they eventually get to a point where they're allowed to where they're saying it's going to be any minute now that we're going to be able to go do right. not leave the shelters because yeah. the minute we get the clearance we're leaving yeah and as that's happening there's also a hurricane that's headed toward right. newfoundland mm-hmm. and they are scared that they're going to get stuck for longer mm-hmm. than they are so then everyone is rushing to so get off the island issue. yeah um yeah and then Spoiler alert. <laughs> they get off the island. Yeah. Uh everyone it's not goes like Lost. Home. Yeah. <laughs> they get they get off the island. I've never actually seen Lost, so if that was not yeah, the plot. I don't know either. <laughs> don't tweet. <laughs> because I'm never gonna watch Please that show. Don't. Um I, I honestly have never seen it. I know they <laughs> crash land on an island. No, everyone gets off the island. a uh, couple characters fall in love, which yeah. we can touch on. And they raise, they all leave money, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of people do. They take up a collection and they leave money there. And everyone is just so thankful 
for the shelter. Yeah, and for the people who opened their and, homes and their lives. Yeah, and took care of them. Uh, and so the end of is just kind of a follow up of here. They did like how everyone turned. It's, yeah. It's, oh, they do a the ten year, year after mm-hmm. ten years after the nine eleven attacks in two thousand one. 2011, mm-hmm. the passengers returned to Newfoundland. Which is I don't know where if, this musical got its start. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and the passengers returned, um, and it turned out that many of them had kept in touch with the people in Gander. Mm-hmm. These were lifelong friendships that yeah. were born, people um, constantly remaining in, remaining in contact, visiting each other, um, and it's just this really incredible, touching story of complete strangers thrust together. Right. And forced to share a bond uh-huh. in such a dark moment in human history yeah um and coming out for the better right i agree so i think that covers the synopsis the, the plot of the show. i think yes. that's i think if did we do all right did nick we do, did okay we do we're getting right? a nod that's from nick fo- that's followable <laughs> so now we can kind of deep dive into yes. things we liked and you know Absolutely. we can go a little further uh just wanted to make sure everyone it's a 90 minute show no mm-hmm. intermission it's very quick yeah there wouldn't be room for an intermission there's sort of um I, d- I could deal with maybe like a 20 minute cut, mm-hmm. honestly, or just less emphasis on in some spots. Okay. We'll get to it, but for sure. But it, again, it's a really quick show. It's not a two and a half hour runtime. Mm-hmm. Hamilton. <laughs> um, no, it's throwing shade. Yeah. <laughs> two and a half hours is a long, that's a long, almost it three is. hours. It is, is a long, long That's time. basically Shakespeare. Yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy for Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'll throw shade at Shakespeare too. Yeah. I don't care. Shakespeare, you wrote some fucking long shows. <laughs> he really did. <laughs> but, we get it. You're a poet. <laughs> but there's really Calm not down. room for an intermission. So yeah, no. It's, it's good that it just powers mm-hmm. through, but. If you want to listen to the soundtrack, it's all on Spotify. Spotify. Um, you can also find it on YouTube. Probably There's Apple also, Music. Yeah, Apple Music. Um, I assume. Anywhere you can find music. I don't know. <laughs> where music is Where mu- Where's music? <laughs> I hear it's uh, this thing that exists on yeah. the internet. I don't know. Okay. I've never heard of this internet thing. What's that? <laughs> I only listen to podcasts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> I, think I don't live my life on Twitter. <laughs> I you could also if you live in New York City you could go see it. I think you the prices have jumped dramatically. I was looking at tickets today and um Mez is like cheapest eighty bucks. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, though. it's not terrible for you a Broadway can rush show for thirty bucks. Yeah, thirty two bucks, which is great. It's kind of a crapshoot. You never know where you're gonna be sitting. The mm-hmm. both times I saw it, I, I rushed it. Um, not student rush, just regular. I I rushed it, which is where you. You can get in line before the box office opens, mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes they sell seats individually, uh, or you can buy two at a time. They mm. sell seats randomly yeah. for thirty bucks, and, and like literally anywhere in the house, you can go in and you can get like front row orchestra. Yeah, you could be front row center. Yeah, honestly, the the both both times I saw it, I had an obstructed view. Um, I was just all the way over on both sides, mm-hmm. but I was. On the floor. So, I mean, I was in the orchestra. I was just all the way over. And the way Come From Way is set up, the band is on stage, which provides some really cool moments. Uh, so, really, I just couldn't see part of the band most of right. the time. Um, <clears throat> the music is really interesting. I love it. I. It's very... The first couple songs are very... It has a very... um folk music sort yeah. of vibe it's very uh, Celtic. Um, it's very celtic yeah. influence yeah um and 
being an Irishman. I <laughs> do love are. some good sure. Celtic music. Yeah, lots of like <laughs> foot stomping is oh, like the absolutely. best way I can describe yeah. it. It just makes you kind of want to like yeah. it's driving and foot stomping. And they even and do a little bit <clears throat> in the bar and, mm-hmm. uh, where they do like a Newfoundland like folk like sing off between the, the men and the women. Yes. And it's very interesting and very fun to watch. Yes. And I had to look up what an ugly stick is. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it's it was like so really cool and interesting that they brought in so much of like Canada culture. Canada culture. Newfoundland into probably specifically, yeah. I yeah, wanna say. It's, absolutely. It's really it it is a fun show and the band being on stage really is fun. They play later on, they are part of the show in the sense that mm-hmm. uh a couple of the characters go to a bar and sort of they all get drunk together. There's dealing with cabin fever and wanting to go home and not being able to go home and it's blowing off some steam by everyone getting drunk and the band comes on and actually is playing yeah. uh playing on stage with all the characters it's very fun it's mm-hmm. a it again how is this show about 9-11 and it's fun and i'm smiling and i'm happy yeah. and now i'm crying at the same in the very same breath absolutely it, as soon as you forget that this is a show about that is happening because of 9-11. Right. You are reminded of the sort of just like looming presence mm-hmm. of that being the reason we're all That's actually, yeah, place. I feel like that's like a really good way of saying it is that you're all this action. It's, it's, it's a cloud that hangs over mm-hmm. the entire story. Mm-hmm. It's never really, I mean, you're never really like talking about it. Right. Um, you're never really discussing it, sitting there saying like, like, uh kind of how we were in um america the constant news coverage trying to find out what was going on not knowing anything Mm -hmm. sensing that something had changed Mm -hmm. that we didn't really know what had changed Mm -hmm. but that we were living in a new world now right but that isn't really addressed in the show Mm -hmm. but it's hanging over every single interaction that happens yeah everyone you can feel something is happening but it's hard to articulate what right. that's not to say that there weren't problems oh of course not yeah in america before no one's trying to whitewash america's history on this podcast <laughs> right now please no um but i think especially for our generation mm-hmm. it sort of marked a loss of innocence in life absolutely uh even if only because we were so young like mm-hmm. that innocence might have been lost eventually or at that same age in general, but I think that sort of is a collective memory we all have. I think everyone, even if you didn't live in New York City or in the Northeast, right. everyone has a memory of either, you know, you have talked about you watched it in school. Right. Uh, I remember my mom watching it on the cat. Like I can remember my mom just crying in the living room watching it. And, it's not even that I was exposed to that much footage of it. Mm-hmm. Either I chose to not watch it or she, you know, my parents made the choice to not have me watch it. I, I honestly don't remember. Right. Uh, but it is one of those things that <clears throat> it's hard for that not to inform your, it, it happened so young for us. I think it, was, it happened Absolutely. at a formative time that, and you it, know, even if you're 10 or 11, that's yeah. still, you can remember life before and after. Mm-hmm. It's not that it's always been this way, but it also didn't happen late enough that we were already 
sort of cynical and jaded. It happened kind of right in that weird time. So Mm -hmm. watching. I mean, it was we were the first generation to really grow up in a post 9-11 world. Agreed. um, Because it. I mean, we're the I mean, like the millennial generation is Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. we're the most affected by that. Right. um, By that change that Mm -hmm. happened in er the early 2000s. Yeah. And I feel like the show does a really good good way of showing that that did happen. Yes. That there was a distinction between pre and post Mm -hmm. Mm 9-11. What I think is very it's not ever. Well, it is stated. That's not true. It is stated in the show. Super interesting is the... Um, I'm trying to think of how to say this. That it happened in Canada. That this the, this show takes place in Canada, mm-hmm. which is not America. Which right. I know seems silly to say, but these people were not beholden to us by any sense of patriotism right. or loyalty. It would be different, you know, if flights in new york got grounded in ohio Mm -hmm. or pennsylvania or somewhere else you know where americans would take in other americans or even foreign people Mm -hmm. uh but you know canada didn't have to take us in i guess i mean mm-hmm. i guess they did whatever it was, it was probably an international emergency and, absolutely and i i totally understand that but i was just uh, every time i think about the show i'm just so struck by it doesn't matter what the issue is you should take people in mm-hmm. you should be the helpers you should be kind and right yeah you don't know where these people are and you don't know what they've been through and you don't know what their motivations might be <clears throat> but you help them anyway mm-hmm. and i uh that is what struck me about the show i didn't feel i feel like sometimes this is maybe controversial <laughs> uh, with with september 11th stuff can get really uh modeling and overly patriotic and like this was an attack on America, right. and so we have to stand, as opposed to being a, a human sort of thing. Uh, and I don't feel like this. I don't feel like the show ever gets to that point where I'm feeling like I'm trying to be goaded into supporting mm-hmm. like a war. <laughs> Does that make right. sense? No, like, I, mean, I don't ever feel like I don't ever feel like this is being used as propaganda. Like, remember how terrible 9-11 yeah. was? I don't ever feel... I When I watch the show, I don't ever feel like that, which I think... Because I do think that it is bad that 9-11 does kind of get it, I think turned it into gets, propaganda. Yeah, because it, that it, really it gets glosses, martyred, it, sort of. It, get, it really glosses over the human tragedy, mm-hmm. the people that perished, mm-hmm. not only the victims in the towers and in the planes, but all the first responders in yeah. New York. It was, I mean, 9-11. In the field, yeah, in, in the, the Pentagon. Field. Like, I mean. 9-11 was the most, like, I think it was the most dangerous um, event in our history for first responders. Yeah. Um, for firefighters and mm-hmm. paramedics and police officers um, in America. Yeah. It was the most dangerous event for them. What I liked about this show, so it touches on a couple of those things very briefly talks mm-hmm. about so there's a, a pilot character <coughs> interestingly enough there's there's so much going on in this there show is, there is so the first uh female pilot for american airlines right yeah 
um, yeah, Beverly Yeah, she Bass. talks about how um, she, American Airlines had the most beautiful planes. Yes. So she <laughs> is a pilot in the... Um, and she's there just yeah. by happenstance. And so, you know, she's talking about how she always wanted to fly. She was the first female pilot and how hard that was for her. And then, oh, my gosh, this tragedy where they used the thing that I loved the most yeah. against me. But, you know, so she's talking about, did I know any of the pilots? OK, she kind of finds out. Yes, she did. And mm -hmm. there's sort of a quiet moment. It's not overly. It's not overwrought. Right. She's not weeping. It's just a quiet moment of I did know him. Not well, but I did. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's a mother who is from New York and her son is a firefighter. And she's trying to find him. She can't get a hold of him. And they sort of tip you off. You know, she's like, I I know he wasn't scheduled to work that day, but I know my son and yeah. he was a helper. And if they needed people, he would have. He, he'll be there. Ugh, I'm getting chills know, just talking know, about it. <laughs> oh, God. And, and then, you know, you find out that he he does he does die. And he doesn't make it. Mm -hmm. And but out of and again, this is based on real people. Yeah. Real story. This is this is true there. That is someone's son. That was someone's friend, even casual acquaintance. Like it just radiates out. There's a there's a, a gay couple and one of. They live in California, but the, one of the mm -hmm. men is from New York, and he's talking about, you know, I know my mother and my sister are safe, but I still, I need to be home. Yeah. I need to be with them, and I need to see them and feel them and and hold them and know that they're okay. Right. And that's such an interesting, you don't, you, I, you just don't think about it. Like just being able to hear someone's voice is great. That's mm -hmm. incredible to be able to call somebody and, and we uh, have them tell yeah. you, yes, I'm okay. But yeah. then there's this other part of you, this longing w that comes with being a human that you're just, you know, I need to feel you and touch you. And it's a very familial mm -hmm. feeling, I would say where you're just, like I just need to it doesn't have to be romantic love it's just a pure love for humanity I just need to see you yeah. and I need to see you with my eyes and mm -hmm. count all your fingers and your toes and check all of your you know yeah. vitals and make sure that you are alive and this isn't a trick and you know it's so I, I mean it all plays in again like I said um it all plays into that idea that the show is so incredibly human yeah it, yeah I mean, it, it really is. Um, Meryl and I have talked at least twice today already because <laughs> um, uh, we were talking. I was I was texting her while I was at work and I said, uh, wow, I've cried twice yeah. at my desk <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the office. Yeah, Everyone can see me. It's 100%. fine. <laughs> uh, okay, 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 okay. Uh, and I said, it's the dumbest, it, not even the dumbest, mm -hmm. but no. it's like it's the silliest parts of the show that make you cry. It's just the littlest touches the littlest touches of mm -hmm. humanity mm -hmm. um there's a part in the show where the pilot yes says call finally gets in touch with her husband mm -hmm. and she says i'm okay we're mm -hmm. in canada i want you to do something for me take our children into the kitchen where they have a map mm -hmm. of the world and she said show them where i am on this map and put a pin in it mm -hmm. and show them that that I'm okay. Mm -hmm. And it's just such a touching human moment. And it's literally just five seconds of the yeah. show. And every single time I listen mm -hmm. to that part, I start sobbing. A hundred percent. Because I, it's such yeah. a human moment of saying, 
I can't see you. I can't touch you. Uh I can't tell you. I can only tell you Mm -hmm. that I'm okay. Mm -hmm. But here is this small indicator that I'm somewhere in the world. And with with cell phones, it's a little uh, different. Although it's not. Okay, so personal experience, I had... Uh, I won't name names, (laughs) but a family, uh, a close, close family that they were in Belgium, Mm -hmm. uh, last year, two years ago, is that two years ago when the attacks on the airport, the bomb went off in Belgium Okay, in the airport. Yeah. And this person was on the plane, uh, on a plane. At any rate, she was in the airport when the bomb went off and had to deplane, could only take her carry-on, had a phone, but she's international. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have access to a charger. She doesn't know all the airspace is closed. All the borders were closed. Uh, she didn't know how she was going to get home. She didn't have clothes. She didn't even have her laptop because her laptop was in her checked baggage. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and it was one of those, so much of the show struck me being on the other end of that. Obviously, I wasn't there. I can't speak to what the what kind of fear or anything like that. But just, okay, she has limited phone use because mm-hmm. we don't want to run down her battery. So it's the most important that she talk to her mom. Uh, so no one text her. Like, as much as you want to check in and say, oh, my God, are you okay? You know, you want that. I want you to check in on Facebook. I want you to tweet. I want you to text me and say, I'm okay. Don't save your battery. You know, you've got to call your mom. You have to make plans. You don't know when you're going to see your stuff. If you're going to see your stuff, you don't know how you're getting out of that country. I think so, so much of that show reminded me of that period where, but multiply that. And again, she was with thousands. They had to evacuate that airport. Right. Um, but so add, subtract the cell phones part. Because yeah. this is 2001, so not very many people had them. If they did have them, the battery life on them probably wasn't great. Mm-hmm. It's a different country, so maybe the chargers aren't exactly right. You know, sometimes you have to get yeah, those weird to, the adapter, adapters. Like yeah. Or whatever the Thank fuck. you for that. Look at you, Britain. <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't know how to make plugs. <laughs> and and you have 7,000 people who yeah. all want to use a payphone, So you can't. So to bring this all back, the pilot is on the phone. She can get through to her husband and say, I'm letting you know I'm okay. Tell the kids that I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I can't be on the phone for long either because it's my cell phone and I don't have all of these accessories or whatever the problem might be, or because there are 500 people in line behind me who also need to make the same phone call. Right. And there's only so many hours in the day. Yeah. So, which didn't matter. They talk about that a lot in the show that people were just, people were before they did anything else waiting in line to call people. Mm -hmm. And to the point where people, you know, the people of the town said we have to get you to a camp a re- either you know a relief camp set up by mm-hmm. the red cross or whatever it might be we 
we're just going to hang an out of order sign on the phone and mm -hmm. say it's broken because we just have to get you out of here and someplace else and you can just call your family later. I mean, right. I can't even imagine the just making that decision being torn. We, I want you to call your family right. and tell them you're okay and make sure your family is okay. And at the same time, you have to, you, you can't right. just stand here for a week. Yeah. You know, we have to get you into a bed. We need to get you change of clothes. We need to sort of set up an order to this. I don't right. know how this is going to all work, but we got to get you moving. Mm -hmm. um, again, it plays with race in a really interesting way. I've read a couple critiques online of people who think it oh, is overly simple and is trying to paint it in a way that makes everyone look good but i i don't know that i agree there is so the i see race played with it in two main aspects mm -hmm. um the family from africa okay on the bus mm -hmm. and the um muslim man mm -hmm. the egyptian man. The, mm -hmm. yeah the egyptian man yeah. um those are the two main ways that mm -hmm. i see race playing out uh -huh. um but also there is a part right before they uh go to the bar where the black guy right maybe when everyone starts screaming like you don't look like you're from america and oh, everyone right. kind of like gets into a fight over yeah, 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 yeah. um because of the egyptian man okay in the okay. room i i was referencing um the part when he's praying yeah yeah yes. yeah i know you're talking about yeah <clears throat> yeah and uh there is a part where um they're having a cookout and mm -hmm. the black guy is like <clears throat> the mayor of this town next to Gander. Cause they're kind of spread out, you know, um, says, Oh, just go into people's backyards and take, take their barbecues, take their grills. And this black guy is like, I'm not going to walk into mm -hmm. someone's yard and take their grill. I'll die. Which is such an interesting commentary. Okay, see, that's... Currently... That's something that I missed. Is that not in That's the... not in the recording. So oh, that's something that I missed. It's a, it's a funny story. Yeah. In that he goes and he he's like, okay, I'll do it. And he... Oh, and throughout, this man is talking about how he is very afraid and keeps his wallet on him at all mm -hmm. times. And he's just very uncomfortable being in this nation of strange... Like, he knows how people will treat him in America. Right. He does not like being out of a fish out of water. Mm -hmm. And so he, the mayor is like, no, just take their barbecues. We got to have enough for a cookout. So just take them out of their yard. And this guy is like, I'm not doing that. And he's like, no, 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 do it. So the guy's like, okay, I guess I will. And he talks about how somebody comes out and is like, are you taking my barbecue? And he's like, yeah. And the guy's like, oh, great. Well, the wife's cooking <laughs> is having a cup of do you want one oh and he's like and i got invited in to every single house that i went to yeah. for a cup of tea after i took he's like i'm stealing their barbecues and they're inviting me in for tea right um so i don't worry about where i put my wallet very much after that mm -hmm. um which I, is another one of those ways i yeah. think that it plays with race and Look, I'm not going to comment on the racial politics of Canada because no. I am not Canadian. Uh, Don't know anything about uh, that. So I only know what I read on Twitter <laughs> and <laughs> in articles. And I think I, <laughs> but <clears throat> uh, it is an interesting disparity between America and mm -hmm. Canada, at least in that sense, 
where yeah you should be afraid of i would be afraid and yeah. i'm a white girl and i would be afraid of taking someone's grill out of their backyard i'm sorry not to... i don't want to get chased yeah and this guy's like i'll get shot yeah. <laughs> no questions asked i'll get shot so it's um it's it's a i think that that part of the story does play into um there's uh i wrote down some of my favorite comedy bits mm-hmm. okay um there's later on at the end of the show mm-hmm. um when the two women are talking about how they've stayed friends this whole time um the one woman's whose son is a firefighter yes yes and yes, yes, the yes, yes. woman in gander whose son mm-hmm. is also a firefighter mm-hmm. and they really they bond over that right. fact um and she's talking about why are newfoundlanders so bad at knock knock jokes mm-hmm. she says knock knock and she, uh, the woman playing Newfoundlander says, oh, why don't you come on in and yeah. uh, have a cup of tea or something yeah. like that. It's like very uh, kind of making fun of the fact that they're like so, so friendly welcoming and so welcoming. Nice. That she, um, that woman, Hannah, that's the character's name, whose son is a firefighter, mm-hmm. has one of the songs that makes me, it's so haunting. I can't remember the name of it. It's like, um, I should be there. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Hold, please. Hello, hello, hello. I am wow. here. Oh, yeah, I am here. Yeah. That's a really good one. <clears throat> um, and geez, it's just so, it's so pretty. Mm-hmm. And dis- there's, it's just, it's set in a minor key, I want to say. And it's just pretty enough. It's sad. Yeah. She's talking about missing her son. It's sad because of the content. It's sad because of the actual mu- the music actually makes me sad, but yeah. it chokes me up every single time. And it's played as suspenseful. Like you don't know whether or not her son lives or dies, but you just kind of know because yeah. this is a story about 9-11 and no one's going to get out unscathed. Unscathed. Yeah. Uh, it's, that feels really light, but I'm not, I don't mean it to be. Mm-hmm. You just, you sort of, at least I did sitting there and you're like, well, he's a firefighter. Just it's checking all the boxes. Yeah. And uh, we all know how this story ends, whether or not um, it's good or bad. We know that this ends with someone's not going to live. Right. And everyone has been marked safe so far, except for this pilot. We don't really know and isn't really a mm-hmm. feature. So it's going to be this woman's child. Right. And, <clears throat> It's played, I've seen it both with the understudy and the woman who originated the role, and it's just so moving. Again, there are 12 people maybe in the cast mm-hmm. and playing several characters, and each character feels fully realized, yeah. fully developed, whether they're, it's because they're played by based on real characters, like real people. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but the actors do a really nice job of living in those characters and making them feel grounded and not like a caricature and makes you feel. So you're going from one moment of I'm annoyed that I have to be here. I just want to go home to then switching to. This was 9-11 and this woman lost her son. This woman's right. son is dead because this thing happened. You know what I mean? It's it's such an interesting dichotomy of 
stories where oh, you're just going from emotion to emotion. It's a real roller coaster. <laughs> I could imagine. You know, you're laughing. You're just up, you're down, and you're there's sideways. There's characters that are falling in love, but oh, yeah. we're falling in love that. because of this. Because we're stuck here together, yeah. but we're stuck here together because of this terrible thing that happened. I could have used less of that story. If the I'm being story honest. between the woman from Texas and the, and the British man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really nice. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, not seeing it from what I listened to on mm-hmm. the recording. Mm-hmm. It really... I think probably people like it. I, just for me, yeah. I just, I found other stories more compelling. I could have just checked in briefly. Mm-hmm. It felt like it took too much focus, I, think I guess it was, is what I'm saying. I think it was really interesting as a um juxtaposition to the gay men's relationship mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. um the the two gay men both named Kevin yes it's very funny <laughs> very funny yeah uh they their relationship completely falls apart mm-hmm. because of mm-hmm. the tragedy whereas right. these this man and this woman mm-hmm. their relationship blossoms and they end up living together and mm-hmm. um having a relationship because of this tragedy right so it's this really interesting dichotomy of how these two these this these two couples mm-hmm. handled the tragedy yeah i and i do see it from that point i guess i just didn't care i just yeah, wasn't no, invested absolutely. i just wasn't invested in the love story aspect of it not for <coughs> any fault of the actors or the writing no just of course for me it, i just was like eh, i don't eh, meh. no one goes to a 9-11 musical for the love story <laughs> Not me. Listen, I'm sorry we're going so heavy today. I know. I would, I'm, like, to I'm sitting jokes, here thinking, I'm like, like, jokes, jokes. Can yeah, we joke can about we 9-11? Joke about no, we can't. They somehow managed to do it better than we are doing it. Yeah. I was going to just bring up, uh, and I don't know how to do this without being overly political either. Um, but, you know, then there's also the, so along with the racial subject mm-hmm. matter, there's also this gay couple that's like, it's 2001. We are not really, yeah. we're out in San Francisco where you can be out. Yeah. We're not out in backwoods, small town Canada mm-hmm. where we don't know the attitudes and we just don't, you know. Like this is well before like DOMA was repealed or. Yeah, this was, I mean, it was. Marriage was legalized. 26 like, years ago. Yeah. This is, it's just. We just don't know, and they kind of, you know, talk about that, and then it all works out. Mm-hmm. I mean, they go and the I don't know how much of this is on the recording, but they, you know, oh my cousin's gay, and oh my uncle's gay. Like, <laughs> like somehow we ended up in the gayest town in Canada. Basically, it's played for a laugh. But, That's funny. But the tension is definitely built. It's, yeah, it's heightened because you're like, oh yeah. It's again. It's the same thing they do with the black guy taking the grills where you have knowledge of how this could go mm-hmm. and is this just going to be another tragedy and then it gets subverted which i guess is where the criticism is coming from that it all works out and none of these stereotypes come true and yeah. maybe the person who felt like it was glossing over it felt like maybe that meant that people who claimed that they experienced violence because of their race or their sexual orientation are being overdramatic. I don't know if that was her intention mm-hmm. to say that, but I don't think it works like that because I think that that story 
those stories end up working because you know that right. racial tensions are real. People suffer violence because of their sexual orientation, because of their gender. Mm-hmm. You and knowing that makes it builds the tension. It heightens right. the, it raises the stakes because then, you do know how it could turn right. out, and, and then, then the it gets story flipped. gets flipped, and, gets and you see that. And luckily, and luckily, luckily it worked out. And luckily, I mean, how much time can you spend to dwell on that? This is not a story about race. This is not a story about being gay. This is about being people. And nine, this is a story about nine eleven. Yeah, not honestly, (laughs) it just is. It's, it's, and so you can't talk. You can't tackle every sensitive subject matter. Yeah, but it would be wrong to erase that subject matter and say, Mm -hmm. well, there's a bunch of white straight people who. Who happened to be in Canada? Who happened to be in Canada? Right? Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. It's such an interesting show. It is. I One of my favorite things about the show is that they're able to do so much comedy in mm-hmm. it. Um, it really is funny. I it, feel like it's we're very not. Funny. Okay, I'm ma- so I feel like I'm making this we should, way heavier than it needs to be. It is um, heavy, but it it is very I can, funny. Yes. I can bring up some of my yes, favorite jokes. Please do. Okay, so I talked about the knock knock joke, which was I thought was hilarious. Yes. Um, I'm also a sucker for terrible jokes. If you <laughs> read my Twitter, you know. No. <laughs> um, there's a really f- good point. Um, they have so many titanic jokes like not titanic the ship like titanic the movie yes because it had just gotten re-released something like that but like they talk about how and when they're on the plane they have to like keep the passengers entertained Mm -hmm. so like they're bringing them booze and Mm -hmm. they're watching every single movie that's on the plane (laughs) everyone's drunk it's basically pride yeah um (laughs) pride on a plane it's pride on a plane Mm -hmm. and they talk about how they watched everything even titanic and then every time titanic is mentioned they break out into a celine dion into my heart will go into my heart will go on and it's very funny funny. it works every time every single time because they do it again in the bar they Mm -hmm. like have a karaoke night and Mm -hmm. everyone starts singing my heart will go on from titanic and it's just it's played for such a great laugh um my boss this weekend said she didn't get the appeal of celine dion and i was like oh this weekend i'm sorry this weekend that was homophobic (laughs) no no This is a hate crime. This is a hate crime. I'm I calling the ACLU like, right now. I get the appeal, and I was like, oh my. On this, the weekend of pride. On this, the weekend of our gay forefathers. Our gay for- forefathers. How dare you. Also known all, as Hamilton. How dare you? Because it's Celine. It's Celine Dion. 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 You can't, you can't say how that. How dare you? How, just how dare what you? What is on un- Sorry. What is unappealing about Celine Dion? Is it her incredible voice? Her impeccable fashion sense? Her amazing, like, joie de vivre? Like, what is it about Celine Dion that you don't care for? Hey, Meryl. Hey, Meryl. Joie de vivre. (laughs) Oh, there I go, being annoying again. Hey, Mitch. (laughs) Don't listen to this. Don't listen to this podcast. (laughs) He doesn't. Don't worry. (laughs) He won't. Hey! Um... One of my other favorite parts was um, when they're finally getting off the plane Mm -hmm. and they're talking about uh, they like get off the plane and they like wave to Mm -hmm. everyone like just like, you know, hamming it up because they're all drunk. Drunk. Um, And the pilot, Beverly, Uh says, 
there's a giant map on the wall and someone scrawled on the map in red pen you are here yeah. right above newfoundland yeah and i'm like that's fucking hilarious yeah. because it's like these people are in the middle of nowhere they yeah. don't know where they are yeah. and someone had the sense to just be like oh Oh, okay. You're here. You're here. Yeah. It's this spot. <laughs> it's right like here. very funny. I really thought you were going to say the part where they flash people because they do. Oh, that they in do the, do that. I show. forgot about that. They don't. They just. It's just bras, guys. No nipples. Or well, singing, then what's but... the point? <laughs> but it is very funny because you just get. You're just so tickled. You forget how high off the ground yeah. planes are. So they talk about that. You know, we can't even. Yeah. We can't. We couldn't deplane if we wanted to because it's. 20 feet off like we would break our legs i'm jumping sorry out of the planes plane. have ramps they have those little inflatable slides how fun would yeah, that be in an emergency um <laughs> not having any more booze on the plane <laughs> is an, an emergency. emergency i'm situation. sorry if i go 24 hours without alcohol i'd shrivel up and die <laughs> this is this is shown by this past withdrawal. weekend <laughs> that's so funny i'm kidding mom i'm not an alcoholic yes he is mom <laughs> Connor's mom. Uh, Connor, don't listen to this. Connor's mom. Yes, he is. <laughs> I had earmuffs on that entire time. I don't know what was said. Um, one of my other favorite. I, I have a. I have a few on this one. Um, there's a joke of that the gay guys do on the plane uh -huh. where there's a woman behind them and she's like, I gotta get off the plane. She's like having a panic attack. Yeah. And one of the gay guys turns around and he's like, Do you want a Xanax? Because you're freaking the fuck out and I'm freaking the fuck out and we're all freaking the, the fuck, fuck out. out. It's, <laughs> it's so it's good. very good. It's so good. Um and then uh, when they're on the bus mm -hmm. and they're driving mm -hmm. and they immediately come to a halt and they go, oh, that's why we drive real slow. <laughs> that right there in the middle of the road, that's a moose. That's a moose. <laughs> She'll move when she's She'll ready. move when she's ready. And yeah. they just sit there and I've wait for the moose to felt, move. I'm not from a place with moose, yeah. a moose population, but we do have deer mm -hmm. and we do have cows that occasionally get loose. We'll just like randomly and are in just in the, the middle of the road, and you just, yeah. I mean, you just wait for them to go. A cow is not as vicious as a moose. A moose could like turn your car over. Oh, like moose are moose giant. are very scary and are a real issue when yes. you go that when you go where they are. Um, cows not so much. You can honk at them and usually they'll move. But I've experienced that again. It's one of those. Oh, yeah, I'm at the will of nature. Yeah. Because if I hit it, it will ruin my car. And <laughs> I have this I can't bus of run over Right. It. I have this bus of fifty yeah. people in the back and yeah. like we're we can't all die because of this giant Ridiculous. thing with antlers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's very um, funny. But they do such a great job of like balancing the really the heavy. heavy thematic material mm -hmm. that's going on mm -hmm. with these really funny shining moments silly human moments yeah. they're just silly it doesn't ever feel forced it yeah. feels like very... the part in the bar where after they've like done their drinking and everyone's drunk and they're swimming in the lake it all mm -hmm. skinny dipping because mm -hmm. nobody had a swimsuit yeah. they say hey you know what you guys have lived here and we become close friends we're gonna induct you as newfoundland yeah like yeah. we're, we're gonna bring you into now our you're like citizens yeah of you our... are citizens of our you're honorary citizens yeah. of our home and they make them like kiss a fish yes, or something and like get that very drunk on gross uh alcohol yeah um that scene is just it, that scene is honestly just a riot like it's so fun again foot stomping the crowd is yeah. very into it you're just you forget that you're in a 9-11 musical i mean really <laughs> and truly you get 
drunk with them sort of yeah emotionally i think and those are the best musicals <laughs> when you can get when i get drunk, drunk with the cast <laughs> I agree. that's when the ushers take the flask away from me and they say sir can you please leave sir, you have to leave you need to go right now um <laughs> i promise i'm not an alcoholic it's just we're fresh off pride and this is the most jokes i can pickles. yeah uh, <laughs> i think that it does an interesting job. So one of my favorite parts that gives me chills every time I think about it is, uh, again, there's a family from Africa. Mm. They are going to a refugee camp, essentially. Essentially, I, That's yeah. what they call it, right? It's like basically the Red Cross comes in and yeah. sets up, International Red Cross <clears throat> sets up tents and camps. And this African family who is on the bus no one speaks their language they don't speak english there's not a translator available for them mm -hmm. again this is all happening so quickly people are being asked to translate if they know it but how many people know how right. many people in newfoundland know any african languages right well, you know who knows swahili in newfoundland exactly maybe someone does i mean but you have to find them right um and they won't get off the bus. It's it's dark. It's mm -hmm. the night. They don't know what's happening. They're being taken. They were hustled off this bus probably by military. Right. <clears throat> because the planes are being treated as bomb threats. Yeah. It's dark. They don't speak the language. And they won't get off the bus. And so the bus driver is like, you got to go. But they're just pulling up to these tents. I mean, it's terrifying. That right, would be terrifying absolutely. for anyone. Uh, if some person speaking a language I didn't understand just put me on a bus and <laughs> took me to a tent camp, I would also be afraid. I saw what happened at Fire Festival. I ain't going. <laughs> I'm not going. Ja Rule, you cannot. Ja Rule, you will not trick me. <laughs> will not be bested by you again. It um, happened once. <laughs> never, never again. again. So they. The bus driver then notices that the father of the family is uh, carrying a Bible. Mm -hmm. He can't read the Bible. It's not, you know, a language he knows. But Bibles are pretty much set up the same way. Yeah, across same numbering the board. system. So he flips to a passage. <clears throat> uh, I think it's "Be not afraid" or it, it, yeah, it's something like, like that. show no anxiety or yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, basically just comes up with it and points to the passage and, you know, gives it to the guy and to try and foster some sort of understanding. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, I'm getting you chills. Don't, just yeah. You about don't it. have to be afraid. This is okay. Yeah. Uh, it's just, again, I don't know if that's a small town kind of thing for me mm -hmm. in that I have had people in my family and just know people who have that recall of the Bible. I right. don't yeah. at all. Um, but who can? Sorry, Saint Jude. <laughs> no, you are all listening to this. Yes, sorry, uh, sorry, Immaculate Conception. Um, I I'm a Catholic. I don't have that kind of recall. No, but we're not taught how to no, read the Bible we don't like read that. The Bible. Um, <laughs> but to to be able to think of a verse yeah. and know it that well that you could then look it up and find it i mean in a language you don't in a language speak you don't know like... that's it's just speaks to a kind of person that 
I would want an emergency. I, I think, you know, that's just such a, it's just a reaching across mm-hmm. whatever. Borders are made up. Boundaries don't really exist. We're all <laughs> yeah, just people trying to live our lives. Yeah. And it does. And I mean, going to that point, it really, the show also does tackle Islamophobia in the mm-hmm. wakes of the attacks. And mm-hmm. um, if you've ever read anything um, about 9-11 from the perspective of people who were there um, or who like lived um, I, one book that really stands out to me because we had to read it at Mizzou was Zaytoon. Okay. Um, it was like the summer reading for freshman the year that I got there. And it was all about, it was specifically about, um, <laughs> I must not have done it. <laughs> oh, um, it was specifically about hurricane Katrina, but they do mm-hmm. talk in the book about um, how Islamophobia played into um, some of the fears and, Hurricane Katrina, okay. and they talk about 9-11 being, because um, the book is centered around a Islamic family. Okay. And um, they talk about after the 9-11 attacks, and after it finally came out that it was Al-Qaeda, and that mm-hmm. it was um, uh, like the Middle East, people from the Middle East were attacking us, mm-hmm. um, how the Muslim community was, essentially did not leave their homes. Yeah, they were vilified they They were were vilified completely yeah um and it's the whole idea of um even in the show there's a egyptian character Mm -hmm. and who's muslim who is muslim Mm -hmm. and everyone is immediately suspicious of him Mm -hmm. just because he is muslim Mm -hmm. and he says in the show muslim people are not attacking you terrorists Mm -hmm. are attacking you Mm -hmm. and it's they really do tackle that idea and i think it they again they do that thing in the show where they subvert it where mm-hmm. he goes to the kitchen mm-hmm. and he's like i'm a world-class chef mm-hmm. please let me help you please please yeah. let me they're making cod au gratin yeah they're making fish with cheese and he's like please please, please let me cook <laughs> please do not make one because he has to make fish. halal mo- <laughs> yes um, food kosher food uh yeah. and which benefits not just him yeah but other muslims and uh kosher people who are keeping kosher mm-hmm. he's you know sort of making because mm-hmm. he talks about how he them. like uh works in an international hotel mm-hmm. and like you run into all sorts of cuisines in that area right um and it's just like that really good idea of the woman who's running the kitchen is like when she finds out he's a world-class chef yeah. she's like yeah no we get need you in there. get in yeah. the kitchen <laughs> yeah oh and they're talking about so so along with all of these international dynamics at play they're just the basic uh what is the word functions day to day to day tasks of feeding 7000 oh, people yeah. um this food has to get refrigerated. What? Mm-hmm. We don't have enough refrigerators. We don't have enough. Um, but then they they cancel hockey and they just keep all of the food on the ice rink, <laughs> That's which is hilarious. genius. I that mean, is genius. It's just again every problem gets solved because that's how shows are Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't think that's a complaint you can just have but i think it's it's a musical everything's gonna get solved it's gonna get resolved uh unless it's sweeney todd and then everyone dies (laughs) thank you (laughs) spoilers for sweeney todd (laughs) (laughs) we've already done our spoilers but they know Uh, (laughs) you knew this was going to happen Um, you've made it this far (laughs) somehow i don't know but they Another thing that really struck me was, well, there's probably you, so you know, 
before the planes mm-hmm. have deplaned or really even many of them have landed they're talking about we got to get supplies ready and they're talking to the two teachers they're talking to a police officer and they're saying hey why don't you go down to the store you there's probably going to be babies on that plane mm-hmm. and they're going to need food <clears throat> okay so go get baby food oh you know there's probably going to be you know those babies are going to need to get changed. Mm-hmm. So go back to the store, get us some diapers. Okay. So, you know, there might be women who are of, you know, there might be women who need this and that. And then, there, you know, there might be women on the plane who have, are of baby having age that might also need things. And the yeah. guy just like kind of stares at her and she's like, tampons like we need <laughs> we need things for periods yeah. and the guy's like okay she's like so i went to the so store. i go back yeah. to the store <laughs> which i think was not played like i did that moment didn't read as any sort of gender role thing no. but just like as a guy being like i don't know what to get right like, okay <laughs> like i don't and, have to buy that product but i don't know where to even yeah. look um and it's played for a laugh it's it very funny. absolutely it's a very funny she's like, moment. so i went so it's yeah. this you know that that comic the comedic beat of so i went back to the store and then i went back to the store you know there's something and so i went back to the store you know there's something someone so might need beat and then the person and then the making woman the suggestions says, like so so i, I go back, back to, to the, the store, store. <laughs> right and it's a very yeah, funny it's, moment it, it's it the payoff is good yeah it's absolutely very, it's very funny the uh Jen Colella, who plays Beverly Oh my Bass. God, she's so incredible. She's so good. I really, I can't recommend Me in the Sky yeah. enough. And there but are she's a couple... also very funny as she plays this sort of like keyed up yeah. uh, school teacher who is kind of fantasizing about a pilot that, <laughs> that comes back around. And... Um, I think it's incredible just to hear her switch from a Newfoundland dialect mm-hmm to a southern, southern dialect. dialect yeah like in every other song mm-hmm. it's insanity keeping track of that character yeah. is they all do that and they all do it so well and so seamlessly mm-hmm. it's just it's really well done it's an incredible ensemble i can't shout them out enough and all of them i think very new jen Clella maybe has been around for a little bit but mm-hmm. i feel like I've not seen many of them. Yeah. Uh, and uh, around. one thing that I wrote down: no Broadway bodies. <laughs> they look like real people. Yeah, I hate to say that because I mean every person's a real person. I know. Not trying to. Not trying to shame or yeah. whatever. But the point is, they're all. I, everyone is over thirty. Yeah. Uh, some of them look like they are probably fifties, maybe mm-hmm. late fifties early 60s they're all dancing yeah they're all singing and mm-hmm. moving there it's a very kinetic show they're constantly in motion no one sweats it like yeah. i mean they it's so fun to watch they look like mothers teachers right police officers like people you doctors. would meet on the street mm-hmm. people not on the someone street? who spends five hours in a gym <laughs> <laughs> exactly who's not eating just kale right in order to be seen as uh, aesthetically pleasing enough to be in a show yeah uh-huh. yeah they look it's it's great there's a really funny scene where some for some reason there's uh, a bit about doctors i don't remember but essentially jen colella's um 
teacher character is mm-hmm. fantasizing about all of these dogs. It's all the guys. The even the guy who plays the mayor, who's probably early sixties. Yeah. All of them are in doctor like white coats <laughs> and like like putting on red gloves and like magic mic body rolling down like, that's hilarious strutting and being very sexual it's very clearly like her weird brain yeah like her fantasy yeah it's them i think it's basically the doctor is saying like you have to refrigerate the food that might be where it comes from i can't remember <laughs> but it's just very it's very funny that's good um Nothing the, like a sex fantasy to remind you that you need to put things in the refrigerator. <laughs> but I've always said, but it's not like it's not some incredibly muscular, yeah, like fantasy man. It's just all the guys of the cast, right? And whatever they look like, and it's very funny. It it works well, and yeah. it feels it just it's a good. It's just great. It's a mm-hmm. great show. I can't I can't recommend it enough. <laughs> Absolutely, it's very good. <laughs> Um, I was thinking about dream casting. Yeah. Number one, I don't have any any other recommendations. Me either. Mostly because I feel like the show is so new. Yeah. That like it's really hard to sit there and say like, oh well, this character should be like this, and that mm-hmm. character should be like and that. And all of the characters feel. Yeah. Because no one of note is in it. It's not like Great Comet or anything mm-hmm. with a stunt cast, sort of. Right. Not that. <clears throat> not that Josh Groban's not incredible. But you, he's still Josh Groban, so right. subbing out that character feels easy to do. Mm-hmm. Whereas, because you can kind of fit the mold of mm-hmm. this is who would fit into a Josh Groban type. Type. Whereas this show feels more like these people are the people that they're playing, and right. they will play them forever. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I I would be interested to see if the show tours. I imagine that it will, but mm-hmm. there's something fun about seeing it in New York. Because it is a 9-11 show. Right. Uh, here's a fun fact I didn't know. Gander shares the distinction of being the only place outside the United States that actually has a piece of steel from mm. the Twin Towers. I don't know if they... T- they talk about that in the show. Okay. Uh, I don't know if it's on the recording. I'm assuming it's not. I don't think so, but I think I read something about mm-hmm. that because I was doing a little bit of research on Gander because yeah. I was trying to find out about the Celtic influences. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I was like, why is this music so, so Irish? Irish. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's really freaking me out. Yeah. I feel like I'm listening Very to something in Dublin. Dance. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't find anything about it. And then I was just like, oh, doing research about Gander. And I was like, oh, they have steel from the tower. They and do. Like, yeah. mm-hmm, because the, it was gifted to them mm-hmm. for their their support of of America during that time. So it's just, it's, I mean, just go see it. I, I, I don't know how it would tour nationally. I don't know how well it would do. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming it would do well because people like that. I mean, again, Mm -hmm. there's nothing particularly outrageous. I think if book of Mormon can tour, (laughs) so can come from away. Absolutely. Uh, It's, it's really, I really would recommend listening to the cast recording. I don't think you're going to miss anything. Some some bits, but some, like, but not much. I'm, the majority of it, I mean, you'll get the majority of the story right. from the cast recording. Right. It's very easy to get that. Uh, yeah, I think, or just, you know, Southwest is having a sale. <laughs> Buy a ticket. Go to Gander. Come say hi to me and Con. Oh, yeah. I... <laughs> We'll Why did I say go to Gander? Yeah, no. Go to New York. Go Come to New York. See the show. <laughs> if you're in New York, 
tweet us. <laughs> we'll take you out. We'll take to you a out. Guy Fieri's restaurant. Yeah, I've never been. Me either. Should we go? Should we do a live app? We should do we a should live. Record an if episode. If you guys in want us kitchen. to do a live app. <laughs> From Guy Fieri's <laughs> restaurant. Slide into the DMs. Slide into our DMs. Uh, I would say I may share this, but I feel like we've talked we've about it. We've been talking, yeah, about how much we love it. Yeah. Um, I can't, I don't want to, I feel like I, all I do is repeat myself. I know. I don't feel like I'm providing anything new other that I haven't said in the first 10 minutes <laughs> in this two hour long recording yeah, session. Yeah, two hour long of like, oh God, I'm but sorry. It's, it you is guys. really, really, it is heavy, it but is, it is, yeah. it's great. I, I really, really check it out on Spotify, check it out on YouTube. Uh, look up clips. Watch their uh, Tony's performance. Mm-hmm. If there are any other, I, I haven't looked. I don't know if there are any other recordings. I of. saw that there was a Tony's performance. I they performed on the Today Show, like most Broadway okay. shows do. Okay. Um, do you check that out? They'll probably be performing at the Macy's Day Parade this year. No, because I don't think they did last year. Okay. Um, because they were not o- they weren't open last year. Mm, okay. Um, because they opened in February. Um. There was they have a little compilation of songs from when they were in Toronto. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. That is like a small portion of um, Me in the Sky and then um, Heave Away. Okay. And then the finale. Okay. Um, which was really good. It was really nice to see because that like you kind of see more of the um, just how, uh, like you said, kinetic the show is and how choreographed it actually is with people who are 50s, 60s, like. Mm-hmm older or like middle-aged actors doing mm-hmm. all this really fun um energetic choreography mm-hmm. and walking on chairs walking on chairs in the toronto compilation they do show the ugly stick okay yeah they do show it so i was like oh that's what an ugly stick is it's ugly it's ugly. <laughs> it <is> ugly uh <laughs> yeah it is it's it's great yeah go see it go listen to it listen to come it come from it. away come see us in Come New York. see us. We'll take you out for we have a nice visit. Few friends. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. That's why we're doing this podcast. That's why we're doing this podcast. We only no, have each other. We're kidding. Of um, course, all of our friends live in New York, and we love them, and they're yeah. going to be on the show very soon. Connor, is there anything? I don't know. Any anything you want to talk about? What's your favorite song? What's your favorite song from the oh, show? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I really do. It's such a short number, but I really do like Heave Away. Okay. Um, just because, I like the entire bar sequence. Yes. Yeah. Um, just because it's so fun. Mm-hmm. It's such like a moment of lightness mm-hmm. and um, like brevity in mm-hmm. such a like kind of heavy show. Okay. Yeah. I'd yeah. agree with that. I think mine is probably I Am Here. It's mm-hmm. it's heavy. Yeah. But I it's such a pretty vocal. Absolutely. Um. They do that thing that I love that singers do (laughs) where they, especially musical theater singers, where they're singing loud and it just like they slowly like peter their voice, like taper their voice back. So it's like, duh. (laughs) That was beautiful. It always moves me when I hear that. (laughs) That effect really works on me. Runs, I don't care about. Hitting the high notes, don't care but if you can make your voice like fade by itself like wow 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 what a true american talent you are a true (laughs) gift a treasure to me (laughs) so so that's why i like that song um 
yeah so i think that's all that's all i have yeah i'm out (laughs) i'm out of ideas i'm out of things to talk about that i'm i'm tired of saying the same thing over and over again yeah next week i promise i say next week next time next time i promise that i will have a bits over broadway (laughs) i Um... will have a notebook (laughs) i will have notes it's okay yeah i i think we said in what was it uh our little shop that we were just gonna each week we're gonna change off who had the yes notebook. we're gonna pass the yeah, notebook we're around. gonna pass the notebook yeah. around if um, you have a show you would like us to do if you would like to be a guest yeah text us dm us facebook message us uh send us a carrier pigeon throw a message in a bottle in the ocean yeah i don't know how it would reach us but good luck uh, <laughs> if you do you know and slip it, it into us. the sewer and i'll probably find it while i'm down there yeah the mole people will give it to us yeah the chud the um, <laughs> i see i was gonna go with mole people i was about to say chud and then i was like should we bring the chud <laughs> up at this point i don't let people time. google that on okay. their own uh, if you want to know what the chud are just type in chud c-h-u-d yeah connor no please continue to describe people how they should google a thing no no, no. explain the process of searching a topic okay on the so you go to this thing at the top of your window it's called a url bar okay i'm done and you've exhausted your expertise <laughs> we are the generation of computers i can we know do things. it i can't explain it but yeah get into get in contact with us we'd love to have anyone and everyone yeah. i don't care if the show is obscure i don't care if it's we will care. find it. We will listen to we'll it. We listen will and watch we will it if we can. Talk about it. Yeah. Uh, tech tweeted us. I'm at Meryl K. Two R's, two L's, and an E at the end of K. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Twitter. And I'm at C Relia twelve. Uh, Relia spelled R E L Y E A. And we have uh Twitter for our podcast. Yeah. At bits over B way. It's super follow fun. that tweet at us yeah uh listen to this you can subscribe we're in apple podcasts Mm -hmm. or you can follow us on soundcloud Mm -hmm. however you found us we appreciate you listening tell your friends rate and review us on apple Podcasts if you feel like it i've never reviewed a podcast or an app in my life but i'm gonna ask you guys to do it (laughs) though i mean i hear that it like will help us get yes the like, more reviews more, the more reviews have. and the more ratings we have the higher we will be yeah. rated and we so, will appear buy a bunch of bots <laughs> get us please. some ratings i want to be on the apple ipod 100 list please i just let me crack i just want to be famous i'm just trying to best joe rogan in <laughs> 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 my comedy podcast we're coming for you joe we're coming for you joe baby <laughs> uh shout out to nick pierce Thank for you, nick. sound engineering this long ass sad ass episode Woo! Uh, thank you for listening. Yeah. And oh, um, thank you for Autumn as usual. Yes, for our... I thank her every week, yeah. and I will continue to do it. Thank you for making us look like a legitimate like a, operation, like actual podcasters, yeah. <laughs> instead yeah. of people doing it in a trash can in Brooklyn. <laughs> Might as well be. Uh, so... I'm not calling your place a trash can. No, Nick. I'm saying that was supposed stunning. to be a joke. It's incredible. It's beautiful. <sighs> I feel so. Am I always back here? I'm sweating now. Now I'm just, I'm it's just, just straight like, up. I have panic sweat. Yeah, now right. Because I'm like, are we coming for too many people at mm-hmm, this point in time? Mm-hmm. We've made too many. We've enemies. made too many this enemies. If you're one succeed. of our enemies, we don't live in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> to our enemies and our haters, no. 
Uh, across the line. Okay, that's it. I think for this episode of Bits Over Broadway. Yes. Until next week. Yeah. Next time. Toodaloo. I'm gonna just say next time because this doesn't come out every week. I don't know when. I was thinking of 2018 ta- until 2018. I was like, you know what? I should do. We should drop this. Ep- we should drop an episode every Monday or every other Monday. And then we should we should drop it with the line like. Mondays are dark, but they don't have to be. And I was like, oh, podcasts don't have taglines. <laughs> podcasts don't need a logline. They are just podcasts, and they drop when they drop. <laughs> um, We could be the first podcast to have a tagline. Just because Broadway is dark on Monday doesn't mean your Monday has to be. <gasps> I'll workshop it. We're workshopping okay, it. Let me know if you like that. Uh, <laughs> tweet at me with the hashtag, that logline sucks. Three U's. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. I'm going to use that hashtag all the time. Thank you. That logline sucks. (laughs) Cool, 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 cool. Okay. All right. Uh, Okay, that's all. Grand time, everyone. Bye. Bye. I'm going to move forward, and the bridges that I burn will light my way.